0: Hi, folks, the podcast episode that you're about to watch was a very personal reflection and things that I learned from the weekend with True Mother in Las Vegas. I just got back from Las Vegas last night and I recorded these three important realizations that I had from this experience. But before we get into that very personal uh, experience that I had, I want to highlight the unprecedented experience that we had of 1,200 young adults from all over North America including young families, including couples, blessed couples that brought their entire families, four or five children even, some families, bringing all the way to Las Vegas, spending thousands and thousands of their own money to see two Mother and to spend the weekend with other individuals, couples and families that love the same mother and father that I love. And so I want you to imagine a room, a room filled with 1,200 young people, that love mother so deeply and being in that experience and being in a place where you can share that conviction and that passion for True Parents with others. It was a very powerful experience. In fact, I'm gonna play a video for you right now that you can watch and just experience a little bit about what that was like, okay? Now I want you to also think about, try to imagine the heart of God, Heavenly Parent, and how God feels watching in this room all these young folks who have been called here in this very moment to see your mother have been called here by their by their conscience and by God to be part of this experience and to give up their time and resources to spend our mother i can only imagine how god feels i can only imagine the joy right our heavenly parents face. so with that said i hope that you can um listen to these three realizations that i had that have changed my life from this weekend Uh, they're very personal and they're helpful for me and my hope is that it is helpful to you as well, perspectives that are helpful to, for you to help you prepare to be uh, an incredible spouse and a parent in the future and that you can take it with the heart that I need to give it to you as a, as a gift um, because I think about you a lot and I love you all. All right, see you howdy folks welcome back to the MatchNet podcast it's your brother benji and i just want to send a lot of love to you guys because i just came back from seeing our true mother with with my uh with my family we were in las vegas and we just came back last night and i'm making this video straight from a reflective weekend with mother and about 1200 <laughs> young brothers and sisters from around america north america here to see our true mother and it was quite a spectacle to see so many people gather and uh people that love the same true mother and true father that i love the same god that i love and i want to make this episode because i think about you guys all the time and uh i wanted to reflect on three things that i learned from this weekend that really changed my life and changed perspectives that i have and i want to kind of download them all to you and hopefully that it's helpful for you all who are going through this life thing right and uh, just as a reminder, this is the MatchNet Podcast. It's the podcast that is only for single folks that are preparing well for the matching and blessing because you want to create a radiant, smashing blessing for yourself, and we're going to help you guys through that process, all right? And I want to encourage you guys, and I don't ask this ever, and I, and I don't on purpose, which is I would encourage you all to follow or subscribe wherever you are listening to this. And the reason for that is for you, not for us. And the reason I, I don't ask people to subscribe or follow is because I don't want to be that guy that asks you know hey subscribe like etc etc because i have literally no personal incentive or reason to ask you guys to subscribe this is not a business this is not something where we're making a buck you know trying to get views it's really genuinely just to help people so so i don't have a personal reason so the only reason i ask is only for you guys (laughs) actually Uh, because i do believe that through following subscribing on whatever platform, spotify Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, whatever. The algorithm is going to send you more of our content and more content like this. And I think it's beneficial for you guys. So uh, yeah, I think you should stick around and and watch all of the, and listen to all the podcasts that we have here. All right. So three, these are going to be kind of structured as three very meaningful conversations and realizations that I've had uh, in Las Vegas that did change my life. And I say change my life, and I don't say that lightly. What I mean by that is when I say change my life, I mean that it was a conversation or realization that radically changed a belief that I had. And this is really where the magic happens in life changing things. The fastest way to change your behavior and to change your life is actually through changing a belief. Right. Not a belief as in a faith belief, but mainly a belief from a belief that's not serving you or a false assumption or a false belief that is not serving you to a belief that does serve you. And this is powerful because this is explains why people when people go through conversion experiences, for example, they can radically change their behavior because you're you're behavior follows your beliefs. If you believe something is possible, then your behavior will follow suit with that. If you believe something is impossible and you just run around your life with that fundamental belief, then you will never even try to see what might be possible, right? You can might experience this if you've had your own conversion experience to our faith as a first, second generation, third generation, whoever you are. People who have had conversional experiences experiences change their behaviors because they have a fundamental belief belief system change. For example, if you live your life as, oh, God isn't real, spirit world isn't real, nothing matters in this universe, to... God is absolutely real and I am divinely loved and eternally eternally uh, spirit world does matter because my actions influence my spirit. If you have that radically different belief system change, you go from living your life in one way to radically changing the the trajectory of life to living your life a different way because a a belief in spirit world, a belief in God changes the the way that you 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 behave in the physical physical realm. Does that make sense? Okay. So, This is why when people have conversional experiences, it changes their behavior. And so why I talk so heavily on the importance of our belief systems and what we believe is possible and not possible is because it will dictate your behaviors dramatically in your life, all right? And this is why, my friends, I reflect almost daily about my beliefs. What do I believe is possible? What do I believe is impossible? What what false and limiting beliefs do I have that if I change and if I challenge it will change my behavior, okay? And this is kind of how I, I've approached my life. The challenge with beliefs, however, is that we don't know we believe something because we believe it. <laughs> we don't know that a belief is holding us back because we fundamentally believe it's true, right? And I'll give you a quick example that I've talked about before, but I think it's really apt. If you are, let's say, a short person, and whatever the example, doesn't matter, but just for the visual, if you are a short person, let's say under 100 30 centimeters or like under five feet, right? If you run as a five foot person individual that, let me actually look this up, five feet in, in, in centimeters. I should know this because my wife is, is Japanese. If you're under 150 centimeters, right, let's say, and you live your entire life as like, oh, I'm short. Therefore, I can't be good at sports. I can't be good at volleyball. I can't be good at at basketball, I can't be good at anything because I'm short. If you live your entire life like that, the behavior that follows is that you will never really try to be good at any sports, right? However, as soon as you have a conversation or hang around people that are the same height as you or shorter than you, and are very good at sports, and are able to dunk a basketball, and are excel in sports that usually, typically require people to be tall, you know, quote, unquote, require, as soon as you're in that environment you have a belief system change. As soon as you have a conversation with a person that's shorter than you, that's able to dunk a basketball or see them with your own eyes, you go, wow, I didn't know that was possible. And then you suddenly go from, I can't do that, therefore I'm not gonna try to, wow, I can do that, and therefore I'm gonna try my best. And so the behavior that will follow this belief is I'm gonna try my best to learn how to be good at that sport or that skill or that whatever And that's how people change their lives and I've seen this a lot and I especially talk about this because I work a lot in the addiction field and I work with people that are addicted to to substances and things like that so I can see how when people go from oh I am too addicted I can't break free from this addiction because I've done this for too long and then they hang around people that have quit porn addiction or any addiction and they spend time with them and have conversations and hear their testimony and they go wow if that person can do it, why can't I? And this is how behaviors change, all right? So I really believe this fundamental. Okay, so back to these points that really changed my life. All right. The first realization: I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the, the kind of soundbite of what I realized, and then I'm gonna explain how I came to this conclusion. All right. Number one: home environment is more important than community environment. Home environment is more important than community environment. Most people focus too much. On finding the right place to live and don't focus enough on building a home wherever they are most people focus too much on finding the right place to live and don't focus enough on building a home environment where they already are am I saying that community is not important no I am not just to be very clear but I'm saying this because in my time in Las Vegas almost I would say at least a dozen conversations I've had with people oh hey Benji where are you from North Carolina oh how's the community in North Carolina everybody I realize is having this internal dialogue and dialogue with others of where do we live where is the community where is the action happening where is the best place to live and I realize that it consumes a lot of people's attention focus and headspace and you my friends listening I'm willing to bet it has for you as well okay and I've noticed this a lot, especially with young, young families, people with young kids. It takes up so much of the attention and headspace. Where do we live? Where's the best place to, to go? Where's the community at? Where's the action happening, okay? Am I saying that community is not important? No, and I want, want to make this really clear because every time I talk about this, <laughs> people are like, but Benji, of course community is important. Yes, it is. However, what people are not seeing is, and, and this is the, the reason that I came to this conclusion, what people are not seeing is that the where people live does not matter nearly as important as the home environment. As where do the children grow up? Who are the parents? What kind of of environment are the parents creating and developing? How much love is present in their household? Am I saying community doesn't matter? No, community absolutely matters. But it's probably less than 10%, maybe 20% of the equation that factors into the success and the health and the faith Development of a child and of a family. All right, and you can ask yourself: just look around the people that you know. Do we know people that grew up in the middle of nowhere, with no community, with no blessed families that have incredible, strong faith, are healthy, spiritually, internally and externally excellent, have wonderful families? Yes, we do. Tons and tons of people that grow up in the middle of nowhere, that have excellent lives of faith and are externally and physically and internally, emotionally stable and excellent. Okay, So that's proof that it's not just a community thing. Do we know people, on the flip side, that grew up in large communities that live unhealthy and degenerate lifestyles? Yes, we do, and I know you do too. So it's not the truth that community is the number one factor that contributes to somebody's well-being, all right? And the reason I'm saying this, guys, because I'm not trying to say, and I'm not trying to, to um, To degrade the importance of community. What I'm saying is that there is an overemphasis, culturally speaking, and the narrative currently in a lot of people's minds is that community is the most important thing. It's not. Because if we think like that, we're missing the point. We're missing the point that your home environment is the environment that you are raising your children, that you are raising your family, your blessed family, and that is actually number one. That is actually more important, all right? It's not the truth that community is number one, All right? It's important, yes, but I'm saying this because there is an overemphasis in general around community and finding the right place to live. But when you just decide, I'm gonna create an environment in my, where I am right now, and I'm gonna focus on settling and making this the best environment I can right now with what I have, and maybe if the opportunity comes knocking for me to move to another community or another environment, then so be it but for now I'm going to I'm going to determine to make this work it's kind of similar to when people are matched or before people are matched when they're single the idea of the matching and the blessing who to get married to takes up so much headspace and it consumes a lot of the attention and the focus and the time and the energy of single people they think constantly about this right guys I know this is true And then as soon as people are matched, as soon as people decide I'm going to commit to this person eternally and I'm going to make it work, all of a sudden the headspace is freed, the attention is freed, all of a sudden they have more excess amounts of attention and focus and time and energy that they can focus on making their marriage work. All right? And it's the same with finding a, a place to live, right? I think it's a better use of time and energy to just make sure that I'm going to make my community and my environment the best p- I can possibly make it, and maybe be open to moving to another community if if that opportunity comes, if I feel God calling me to do that. But in the meantime, I'm going to focus everything I can to just making this work, and I think this is really helpful because I've talked with a lot of people who are in matching processes that decided as soon as I decided to commit. To stop being on the fence about, should I get matched or not? Should I go with this person or that? As soon as they decided to commit to being an eternal blessed couple, then all of a sudden they freed up their headspace to focus on what really mattered. And that's what I'm talking about here, okay? Just to recap, because I know people will (laughs) listen to this and be like, oh, Benji doesn't think community is important. No, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there is an overemphasis on where people live. And what's more important than that is the home environment over the community environment. Okay, all right. Number two thing that I realized in Las Vegas. Okay, here we go. Passion is a powerful motivator when it's directed to help others. Passion is a powerful motivator when it's directed to help others. I asked a few very successful second gen, financially, business-wise, family-wise, very successful people, what motivates you? I asked them that, what motivates you? What drives you? They all had a passion to help other people, not just themselves. And I asked them, very successful people, okay, what motivates you, what drives you? Because I'm curious, I want to know what drives these people. They all had a passion to help other people, not just themselves, okay? And the reason I was curious to ask them this is because I had a belief system change. My belief previously before going, having these conversations with these people was that people that are the most successful, you know, in terms of like business and career, I believed fundamentally that they're driven by something that is a little, a little insecure. Like there's a dark place in their heart that drives them to succeed. And it's kind of like a desire for more. But that was an incorrect belief that I had, I think too, for the most part. And when I asked them, all of them, at least three of them that said that they had a passion to help other people, whether it's members, whether it's people, people of a specific group or demographic. And they had a passion and drive that was beyond just serving themselves, right? Because there's an extent where we can serve ourselves and make money for ourselves, our own family. But after a certain point, there's no, there's no like incentive or reason to go beyond. So I was asking them, what incentivizes you and motivates motivates you to go beyond what is necessary for your own, you know, well-being and quality of life? And they had something that drew, that drove them beyond that, and so that was an important realization I had: is that if you find a passion from within that that really calls to you to serve a certain group of people or a demographic, or a kind of person, uh, whatever that may be. And mind you, these are not people that are just working in uh, in our church in our faith; they're people that are working all of, from all over different industries uh, and businesses, uh, they had passion and drive to help a specific kind of type of person. And that's what drives them to work really hard and efficiently and also manage to balance a family life and a couple life, right? Okay, number three, important realization that I took away from Las Vegas is this, a meaningful conversation is all it takes to change your life. It's how false beliefs are broken and new beliefs are created. A meaningful conversation is all it takes to change your life. It's how false beliefs are broken and new beliefs are created. Don't underestimate the power of a meaningful conversation. If you ask the right questions to the right people, it could change your life. How? Because it challenges your beliefs about what is possible. So there was this interesting thing uh, that was happening Uh, at at this event, right? If you can imagine, there's 1,200 young people. People know, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows a lot of people, right? And people are going to this experience. And I was having a few conversations with some of the the young uh, guys and gals that I'm I'm mentoring, like people that that I know personally, younger brothers and sisters, that I was kind of mentoring and, and having conversations. And I was asking them, like, how are you doing in this environment of so many people and so much stimulation and so many conversations? And I asked them, how are you doing? And I was surprised by a several people, uh, several people had the response and saying, I feel really stressed and I feel very anxious around in being in such a social, hyper-stimulating environment, right? And so I kind of listened and I was like, that's very interesting, right? And so what we concluded in these conversations with these with these people that I was talking to is that the, the meaningful life-changing experiences is not always just being part of a grand event, right? Of course, seeing mother is fantastic. Of course, witnessing uh, the event is is great. But for a lot of people, it's actually just the meaningful interactions with just a few people that really lands with them and sticks with them for the years to come, right? And so for me, for example, honestly, as a rather introverted person myself, it's more life-changing to have a few very very deep meaningful conversations with a few people like I've been outlining here in this video it's more meaningful to me to do that than to meet a bunch of people than to witness a grand event or you know to see mother of course seeing mother is great but it wasn't like a life-changing experience for me so people like me you know I would say that I have introverted tendencies and I know that might be surprising for some people but trust me I know myself well enough to know I'm very introverted uh, but I I thrive on having just a few conversations and touch points with people where I ask questions or I'm curious about something and I have a deep sharing of vulnerable give and take with them. And it results in a kind of belief system change that I had that I went from one belief to another one. And just to outline and recap in this video, um, I had a belief that community is a very, very important aspect in raising a family and becoming a blessed couple and blessed family, right? And I do believe that, but I had a belief system change when I realized that it's probably less than 10% of the equation if we consider the fact that the home environment, who your parents are, is impacts our lives more than anything else does. And I can see this in proof when I witness Individuals that grow up in very very small communities with 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 no you know quote unquote blessed family culture or church community but they have fantastic strong lives of faith and live fantastic lives right another belief that I had changed was that uh, that many people that people are driven by by insecurity and and uh, self, essentially self-centeredness and what is what drives people to succeed. But I was changing that belief when I asked some very successful people because I was curious, what drives you? And they had a very, very vulnerable and deep and genuine desire to help people through their own passions. And I thought that was inspiring. It was actually very inspiring to me because um, I find that in myself too. Like the reasons I make these videos is because I think of you guys who are listening, you gals who are listening to this episode and I think about maybe the struggles and, the, and the, the processes that you go through when you're trying to prepare to be a couple, to get matched, to get blessed, to create this vision for your blessed family in the future. I understand exactly what that's like, and I have the compassion and heart to, to, uh, to share my experience and help you guys, right? So that's why I do this, it's because I come from a place of passion and I want to fuel my passion more and I want to give to you guys more, so please stick around. I just wanted to add one last bonus lesson that really stuck with me from my trip to Las Vegas that I didn't mention in the original video, and that is around what really makes Mother happy. What is that really makes our true parents happy and God, our Heavenly Parent, happy? And this is a conversation that the staff, which I was uh, fortunate to be a part of, that was planning this event, we were having meetings frequently to to discuss, you know, what can we offer Mother, and uh, all these ideas, uh, great ideas came to mind, and the one thing that I learned through seeing Mother's face when she was the most happy and joyful during this experience was when she was being presented the flowers from the young third generation, our children, right, and they were singing You are my sunshine to, to Mother. And seeing her smile in that moment, I realized, and I learned the lesson, that what makes a parent truly happy, and I understand this as a parent myself, if a parent works hard to raise their children, the thing that makes a parent genuinely, the most deeply, genuinely, sincerely happy is when they see their children excel and succeed internally and externally and spiritually. When they see their children surpass themselves and become excellent upstanding human beings a son and daughter themselves when they see that there is nothing in the world i believe that makes a parent more happy than that it is no physical external achievement it is no gift that you can give a parent that will make them as happy as when a parent looks at a child that they have raised that they have loved that they've given everything to and to see them succeed. I think that is the greatest gift that we can give to our true parents. And as blessed couples, as blessed families, as single individuals that are preparing for your blessing, I believe that it is fundamentally, long-term speaking, the absolutely the best thing that we can offer as a gift to our parents, to our true parents. And uh, if this episode has been helpful for you all at all, or you liked it, please share it with people that you love on your team. It's the only reason we do this, is to help spread uh, this kind of content that is inspiring to help you guys take action. All right. Go check out the MatchNet podcast at matchnet.us. Sorry, the MatchNet program, which is a full step-by-step program and course through the matching process at matchnet.us. That is a great program. Uh, I recommend it. So check it out there. Lots of love to you guys. Straight from the heart. See you.